0: Thank you so much for coming to our first ever Sunday service. And if at all, I didn't wish some of you uh, a very, very, very happy new year. Uh, Well, it's the ninth day of the year, and I hope your year so far has been really good. If not, I pray that it's going to be great from here on, till December 31st, 2022. Amen? Amen. Great. I mean, I don't even know how fast this, these nine days just went by. I was trying to, I mean, on Friday, I was trying to figure out what do we do? You know, there's no service. There was a kind of restlessness at around two o'clock. There's no service. But uh, we're, we're, thankful to, we're thankful for whatever change this, this nation is bringing, and we respect this nation. We're thankful, for, we're thankful to God for blessing us in this nation, and for the more blessings that are yet to come. Amen? Amen. Well, uh, my message today is titled, Start Your Year Right. Start Your Year Right. You know one of the most important things for a Christian in this life, or on the earth, one of the most important things for a Christian, or for those who are pursuing God, for those who are, who are longing to have a relationship with God, for those who desire to get into a relationship with God, one of the most important things is being able to encounter God daily. Being able to encounter God daily. This is my encouragement to you and my advice to you. You want to start your year right. I know it's only the ninth day or it's already the ninth day, but nonetheless, from your own, you want to start your year right? Learn to encounter God daily. Learn to encounter God daily. And as your pastor, I can stand here and I can guarantee you that if you choose to encounter God daily from this very moment till the end of this year, you will see success every single day of your life. Now, I'm not talking about success in the form of material, material wealth. I'm not talking about success in, 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 in the form of you're getting a bonus, you're getting a promotion, you're getting, you're getting a whole lot of money. That all is a given. That all is a given. I'm not talking about success in you seeing tomorrow, in you getting up tomorrow morning and you getting the news that you want a million dollars. That's great. That's awesome. You know, and I'm all for that. I'm all for that. I'm all for seeing you getting blessed. I'm talking about success in every area of your life. When you choose to encounter God, when you choose to encounter God, you need to realize that because of that encounter, you are filled with hope. When you choose to encounter God, faith arises on the inside of you. When you choose to encounter God and pursue His presence and go after Him, you realize what it says and what he says in the word. If God is for me, who can be against me? When you choose to encounter God daily, no matter what may come your way, because, on the, because of the understanding and being aware that He is there, nothing can bring you down. Nothing, absolutely nothing, will be able to bring you down. But where? He, but a lot of the times we as Christians we as lovers of God need to be aware that he is there when you encounter God in a moment of fear you will be filled with faith because God is not a God of fear he's a God who strengthens you and gives you faith he's the God who wants to build you up And last week I said, we declare, I declare that this year, 2022, is gonna be a year of triumphant hope. It's gonna be a year of triumphant hope. But in order for you to receive and experience hope in Christ, you need to be able to encounter God daily. There are various ways to which we can encounter God. One of the main ways is through His word. Get into the word of God because he wants to speak to you every day. The more he speaks to you, the more he fills you up, the more you carry with you wherever you go and you're able to give it out wherever you go. We're so used to being filled up with Netflix, with OSN, and wherever we go, it's like, hey, did you check out the series yesterday? What we take in, we give out. Am I Right? What we take in, we give out. But when we take in from the word of God, do not fear for I'm with you always. You've taken in that word with you. You've encountered God through your daily reading, through your time with him. And you go out and someone is struggling. Someone is, is freaking out. Someone's being like, man, this has happened. I don't know what to do. Do not give in to fear. You release what you've taken in. It could be a believer, it could be an unbeliever, but you've taken in the word of God, you've had your encounter for the day, and you give it out. Listen, my God says do not fear. So I'm standing with you on the word of God, standing alongside you, and I'm breaking every form of fear because that's who my God is. We need to have an encounter daily. We encounter God through the word of God. We encounter God through worship. Because God wants to pour out his love over you. And one thing more, than, and, and, and I will say this, more than anything else, we at Hope DXB, I'm gathering my breath, I'm excited. First service of the year, I'm excited. We at Hope DXB, okay, we at Hope DXB, want to create a place where every week you come in, it's not about the show, it's not about the fanfare, it's not about the sound, it's not about great music. We wanna create a space where you can encounter God more than anything else. Week after week, when you come in, we want this to be a place where you will encounter the love of God through, uh, when you, that this will be a place where you encounter the love of God on a Sunday and go back to your workplace Monday to Thursday or half a Friday and be able to give that out. Moses said, if your presence does not go, we will not go. I will not go. If, this, if, 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 I'm going to say this. If God's presence is not in this place, then there's no point doing what we do. There's no point. It's not worth it. We're not here to say something that would feel good, that would, that would be like that feather in your ear. You know, it feels nice when you tickle it. No. If God's presence is not here, we don't want to do it. Everything that we stand on, everything that our lives are based on, whatever we do is one thing, and that's to pursue after God and encounter His presence. Pursue after God and encounter His presence. You want to start your year, right? This is, this, is the, this is the solution. This is the formula. Go after God. Like I said, you know, when we were just before the offering, we are aware that wherever we go, God's presence surrounds us. But we need to draw from that. You know, at times we sit at work, we sit on the bus, we sit somewhere or the other, and we're frustrated. We're frustrated with what's happening. Why? Because we are aware that the presence is around us, but we're not drawing from it. Wherever you go, God goes with you. Because he's not a liar. He says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So you need to understand that you are more than able to encounter God daily. You are more than able to hear the voice of God. Why? Because God wants to speak to you. He is speaking all the time. Each and every one of us have the ability to hear the voice of God because He's always speaking. That doesn't go on to say that you're called to be a prophet. The office of a prophet is different. We are all prophetic. We all can move in the function of, of prophesying, but we are not called but many of us are not called to be or function in the office of a prophet but every one of us can hear the voice of God because He's always speaking. He's always speaking. You know, and I want to I want to look at a passage of Scripture today. It's one of my favorite passages of Scripture. I've preached from here in the past, but there's so much that you can draw out from this passage of Scripture. And it's John 4. It's John chapter 4. And... You know in just going through this pastoral, in just going through this pastoral scripture I really, I, I, really I, I really noticed a lot of cool things that I drew out that I want to share this afternoon and so we start we start with the setting of the story in John four verses one to six now i 've put down verses from John four verses one to forty two and as I dissect as I dissect this passage and share from this passage, please note that I may not go through all the verses, okay, for the sake of time, for the, lack of, for the lack of time. I may not go through all the verses, but would encourage you to go back home and read it and encounter God for yourself. You know, because I really believe that whenever we go back to the word, God speaks to us. He can speak to you from one verse A million times. And it will not be the same. Great? So are you ready? Awesome. John 4, verses 1 to 6. Now Jesus learned that the Pharisees had heard that he was gaining and baptizing more disciples than John. Although in fact, it was not Jesus who baptized, but his disciples. So he left Judea and went back once more to Galilee. Now he had to go through Samaria. So he came to a town in Samaria called Sychar, near the plot of of ground Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there. And Jesus, tired as he was from the journey, sat down by the well. It was about noon. Now, they were at Judea. They were traveling, they had to go to Galilee. Samaria was in the middle. And a lot of people, a lot of the Jews, avoided going through Samaria because they hated the Samaritans. And so, as much as it would have taken faster to go from Judea to Galilee, through Samaria, a lot of people would find different other routes to get to Galilee from Judea, just to avoid Samaria. Just to avoid Samaria. Now the Samaritans were a racially mixed people who were part Jewish and part Gentile. Jews and Gentiles were united in not liking them. But Jews would have seen them as dirty and unclean. Samaritans Samaritans also had their own version of the first five books of the Bible and all of that, okay, and all of that. And, it, and so right now, it's about noon, and Jesus is tired, so he takes a rest at Jacob's well. And we're gonna see what happens when a Samaritan woman has an encounter with Jesus. I wanna share five things. This afternoon, I wanna share five things that happen when you encounter Jesus. The first thing is, an encounter with Jesus will, will often not be what we expected. An encounter with Jesus will often be not what we expected. How many of you know that God is a God of surprises? Some of us do. I'm telling you, I know and I've seen God being the God of surprises throughout my journey with Him. And when He surprises you, He surprises you big. God is a God of surprises. An encounter with Jesus will not often be what we expected. Seven to nine says, when a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone into the town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, you are a Jew and I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews do not associate with Samaritans. Now we see few ways in which this woman, this unnamed woman is surprised by meeting Jesus. For one thing, it's noon. No one went to draw water from the well at noon. People normally came in the morning or in the evening. But she came out to draw water from the well at noon because she was involved with sin. She was doing a lot of things that she shouldn't be doing. And she came to draw water from the well at noon because when people came to draw water in the morning or in the evening, one of the topics one of, the topic of conversation was this woman. Do you know what she's doing with her life? Do you know the mess that she's in? Do you know how unclean she is? Which is why she avoided the morning or the evening and she came to draw water from a well, which was the most dangerous time to come to draw water at, which was a time that, I mean, it was pretty hot, and was a time where anything could have happened because she was alone. But still, she chose to come to draw water from the well at that time. Like I said, there were a lot of people who looked down on her. There were a lot of people who didn't didn't want to associate with her or have anything to do with her. And now she's surprised Because she knows that this person who's asking her for a drink is a Jew. And he should therefore hate her. Because most Jews wouldn't have interacted at all with her. Because like I said, they would make them unclean. But he's not only interacting with her, he's asking her for water. He's not only asking her for water, he's a man. And if someone had to see her speaking to a man. That was it. Especially a Jew. It probably wouldn't have been normal for a strange man to be talking with her casually. So she's coming up, she's, she's coming up against a lot of unexpected things. You know, for me personally, I know in my own life, when I come to Jesus, I, I usually have a lot of my own expectations. But he lays down his plan, and it's often different from mine, and it's always better. It's always better. I might expect him to give me answers on a question I have, and instead he gives me more of himself. I might expect him to guide me to a specific route he wants me to take in my life, but instead he reminds me to just seek him first and everything else will follow. I might expect him to take certain troubles away or out of my life, but he instead tells me to just trust him and wait patiently. I might expect him to teach me one thing, but he teaches me another instead. Whatever it is, Jesus likes to surprise us and he likes to remind us that he's got everything under control. He's got everything under control. So when we come to him, we should learn to expect the unexpected. The second thing, an encounter with Jesus, Addresses questions we didn't know needed answers. We didn't know needed answers. You know, Jesus answered her if you knew the gift of God, who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Sir, the woman said, you have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I won't get thirsty and have to keep coming here to draw water. Now over here we see first, she's very focused at first, she's very focused on the literal water at this well. She's never heard of living water. She doesn't know how to look for it or how to hope for it. She doesn't know who to ask for it. But Jesus introduces her to this question. And I love that as soon as he explains it to her, she's all in. Give me this water. Even though she doesn't doesn't completely understand what he's talking about, Jesus came to the well asking for a drink, but now she's the one who's asking for a drink. She's the one who's saying, give me this water. Think about the time in your life before you knew Jesus, or maybe after you knew Jesus, that you were, I mean, you know, you were wandering, you were struggling. During those times, did Jesus ever reveal something to you you didn't even know you needed? It's happened to me a number of times. You know, it's, it's kind of like how we talk about him being unexpected. There have been many times when you know, I've, I've come to him wanting to probably, you know, maybe help me deal with something. Maybe help me deal with someone who's been annoying. I'm being absolutely real. Help me deal with someone who's being annoying. You know, someone who's being frustrating. But the question I didn't know I needed an answer to turned out to be, what is in your heart, Clinton? What is in your heart that needs to change in the way you interact with this person? In what ways are you not relying on me? In what ways are you not believing that the gospel applies to this person as well? Hello, someone. It's stuff like that. And it can, it, it can be really annoying, right? You want to get someone out of your life. He's frustrating or she's frustrating. She's annoying. But he in turn says, what I did in your life was so that you could do the same in this person's life. The gospel that you received, the encounter that you had with me was not just for you. It's for her, it's for him, it's for the people around you. Don't you get it? Jesus is patient and reveals things to us when we need to hear them in ways that we respond to, that we can respond to. That's what he begins to do with the woman here. But then, when she asks him for the drink, when she asks him, give me this water, he goes even deeper. He gets even deeper. And this is where it might hurt a bit. Because an encounter with Jesus reveals the filth in us. The Bible says everyone has sinned, everyone has sinned and has fallen short of the glory of God. We're all sinners. We're all filled with filth. There's a, whole good, there's a whole lot of rubbish on the inside. There's, be, there's, been, there's been a whole lot of rubbish on the inside of us. And as much as we get it out and get it out and get it out, you know, we, we, we need to get it all out. We need to get it all out because once we get it all out and we realize there's nothing left, that's when we open up our hearts to God to fill us up. As much as you let out of your life, as much as you give out of your life, that's how much He will fill you up. And when we realize there's nothing more, we've got rid of everything that's on the inside of us, now God, step in and fill me up. And when He does that, wherever you go, what you're giving out of is what God is filling you up with. Because now you don't have rubbish on the inside of you, there, wherever you go, there's a tendency that it might come out in conversation at some point or the other, but now because God has filled you, wherever you go, you're only giving out of what he's filled you up with. An encounter with Jesus reveals the filth in us. He told her, go call your husband and come back. He said, I have no husband. Jesus said, you are right when you say you have no husband. The fact is that you have, you've had five And the man that you are with right now is not even your husband. What you have just said is true. The woman said that, I can see you're a prophet. She's trying to, you know, distract the conversation, change the conversation. Jesus knows exactly what this woman's biggest struggle is. He could have easily said, listen, you're a sinner. You've been immoral. Everyone in town knows what you've been doing. And everyone in town knows that you've made a mess out of your life you're in sin, you're continuing in sin, but he didn't say any of that. That would have been overwhelming and probably off-putting. He doesn't also say to himself, I know she's got a lot of sin issues, but I don't want to offend her or go through the awkwardness of having an hard conversation, so I'll just ignore it. That would have been wrong as well. Instead, Jesus knows the importance of revealing sin to her Revealing sin to the sinner in a loving way. He gently lets her realize what's going on with herself. He tells her to bring her husband to the well and she sees an opportunity to admit what's been going on with her. He reveals the the filth, but also shows that it's not enough to make him bail on her as he sticks around to keep talking with her. You know, when we truly have an encounter with Jesus, He'll do this with us too. He wants to get things out of our life that's affecting us, that will bring us down so that he can give us and fill us up with a life that will be a blessing, not just for us, but to those around us. Sometimes we don't don't want to have our sin pointed out to us. And that can even occasionally make us not want to come to him. But we should remember that he's kind and he's patient and he doesn't point out our sin without also being there to help us overcome it and change. The fourth thing is an encounter with Jesus gets to the true heart of the issue. Gets to the true heart of the issue. You know, I'm not going to go through the passage of scripture. You can write it down in your notes if you're taking notes but I'm not going to go through the passage of Scripture for the sake of time. But similar to the above point, we see that Jesus will always get to the true heart of the issue, whatever it is we're dealing with. You know, and in this verse, Jesus just tells us something that's startling, something he wouldn't have known any other way. And he tells her these things, and now she's asking him, Where do we worship? Do we worship on this mountain? Do we worship over here? Do we worship over here? How do we worship? It's easy for us to get distracted by secondary issues and skip the truly important issues. It's easy. Sometimes you wanna argue about whether we should have traditional or contemporary worship, but all the while we're not focusing actually, we're not focusing on actually worshiping Jesus in our hearts and our actions. When we truly encounter Jesus, we can be certain that he will get to the heart of the issue no matter what we do to try to distract from it. He will get to the heart of the issue because he wants to give us full freedom. An encounter with Jesus leads to freedom. An encounter with Jesus always leads to freedom. The last thing I wanna say An encounter with Jesus sends us out to tell others about him. An encounter with Jesus sends us out to tell others about him. This is my favorite part of the story. By now, the disciples have come back. The disciples are shocked. Why is he talking to this woman? While the disciples are back, this woman slips out and she goes back to the village that she avoided. She goes back to the village where she avoided coming out of the doors knowing that people were around. She came out of the door when she realized that no one was there and she slyly walked away. But now she runs back to the village. She's been amazed by what has just happened. She's been amazed by meeting this man, Jesus, and believes him when he says that he's the Messiah. And while she's gone, Jesus takes the opportunity to remind the disciples that there are a lot of people who need to be reached out to. Little do they know that they're about to see a real-life example that this is true. And when the woman goes back to a village, we all know what happened. She tells the village, you know, I don't care what you said about me, but I met a man who told me everything I've ever did. who told me everything I ever did, everything I've done, everything I did in life, I met this man and people believed the word of her testimony and then they came and they met with Jesus and they believed all the more. She brought the entire village because of an encounter with the true and living God. Many of us have had an encounter over here what an encounter with God does is it pursues you to go all, it, 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 what an encounter with God does is it makes you hungry. It makes you hungry for more because when you encounter God, you see so much about him that transforms your life that you want, you want more and more and more. It, it, it causes you to hunger for more. It allows you to, hung, it, it allows you to hungry, to be hungry for more. It puts you in a place where you, you, you not only want to pursue after him, but you want to go all the way. You want to go all the way. You know, an encounter with Jesus, in saying you need to go all the way, like for me, when I encountered Jesus, I wanted to go all the way. There's a process from where you are to where you need to be. God is a God of order. God is a God of structure. And from that encounter, the first thing that it led me to do Was be obedient to the command of water baptism. All came out of an encounter with Jesus. And just to let you know, if there are people in this congregation who want to get water baptized, you've had an encounter with Jesus, you desire for more, you want to go all the way, be obedient to the command of being water baptized. Be obedient to the command of being water baptized. And we as a church, from next month, we're gonna be doing water baptisms every first Saturday of the month. We're gonna be doing water baptisms every first Saturday of the month. You can get on our website and sign up. Saturday morning, nine o'clock, we'll work out the details with you. But we want to to be a part of that process. We wanna help you along that process. That you've encountered Jesus, you want more? Great. Bible says get water baptized. What next? We're going to help you to follow in love more and more and more with Jesus. Because like I said, if you want to be successful through this year, you want to start this year right, we need to be intentional about having an encounter daily. We need to be we need to be intentional about having an encounter daily. We're also going to be having baby dedications. If you have a baby and you want to dedicate your baby, you can go on our website and sign up for that as well. But coming back to what I want to say and close this afternoon, an encounter with God, an encounter with Jesus can change your life. Can and will change your life. And every time you encounter him, it's not the same. Because he's not the God of enough, he's the God of more than enough. And you will never be able to, you will never run out of the love of God, because there's so much more. You will never run out of the blessings of God, because there's so much more. You will never run out of the plans of God, because there's so much more. You will never run out of what do I do with my life, because God has an answer for that every step of the way but it all begins with an encounter. It's not a one-time encounter, it's an encounter with him for life. So, if today you are saying, all eyes closed right now, all eyes closed, if today you are saying, I want to start my year right, I know I should have done this a long time back, I know I should have done this last year. I miss out on having my time with God. I miss out on that encounter. And you are saying, God, this year, I want to do it right. I want to have an encounter. I want to be intentional about having an encounter with you daily. Just lift up your hand. No, don't look, just keep your eyes closed. Don't worry about the person around you. But if you are saying, I want to have an encounter with you daily, just raise your hand and put it back down. That's it. That's it. Thank you. And if you are saying, wow, God, I know you, but I haven't really formed a strong relationship with you. But what I know, I'm, I've, I've, but what I know of you, I've just been so amazed. But today I want to take that step of faith and give my life completely to you. I wanna give it all to you and know, and know what it's like to be led by you, to be loved fully by you, to be cared by you, to have you interested in my life, everything about me, to have you lead me and guide me every step of the way. I want to know all of that. Today I wanna give you my life completely. If that's you, all eyes closed, if that's you, just put up your hand. Great. And just say this prayer after me. You don't have to say it loud. Okay, you don't have to say it loud. Just say it after me. Lord Jesus, today I come before you. For so long I've heard about you, I've known about you, but today I want to know you. I want to give my life to you. I surrender my life to you. I want to feel loved by you. I want to be taken care of by you. I want you to lead me and guide me where I need to go, what I need to do. And I want to, and I want to follow you according to your word all the days of my life. Today I say my life is yours. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Can we all just stand? Can we all just stand? Father, we come before you today, even as this is the first service of this year, we want to make a commitment to you that from today till December December 31st, 2022, we're going to be very intentional. We're going to be very intentional about encountering you and spending time with you, not as something that's part of a routine, but because we want to. Because we understand what your word says, that when we encounter you, when we're surrounded by your presence, in your presence there is fullness of joy. And we want to not only experience that joy, but through that encounter, give you every part of our lives and have you direct us from today till the end of this year, believing that with that encounter, we're gonna experience blessing, we're gonna experience breakthrough, we're gonna experience victory, we're gonna experience deliverance, restoration, reconciliation, victory, and so much more. So today, Lord, we make a choice, we, we, say, it in, we, we say it publicly, we say it before you, that we want to encounter you we want to make it a. a, a we want to make it a way of our lives. We want to encounter you, and we want to see what you are. We and we want to see what you're about to do. We're excited to see what you're about to do, not just for us, but through our lives. Even in understanding that when we encounter you, it's not just for the sake of us, but to go out to people and experience people to have that encounter as well, through our lives, to love people the way you love us. I just pray, Father God, that you would pour out every blessing over every person. I pray, Lord, that even as we choose to encounter you, you would do above and beyond, far and more than what we've ever imagined. Because we're your children, you are the Father, and we love you so much. So truly, we believe, Lord, that this year is going to be the best year thus far, in the name of Jesus. It truly is going to be a year filled with triumph and hope. And we're going to give this hope to everyone wherever we go. In Jesus Christ's mighty name, amen, amen, amen. Give God a hand.